This is the Lawn Care Leaders Podcast. I'm your show host, Britt. Very excited today. We have a interview, a little chat with Burke Jones of Wichita Fertilizing Company. So listen in. Um, this guy's got a lot of good information, giving his perspective, um, running it as a side hustle. So he's got a full-time job. He's got kids. Got a lot going on in his personal life. And he gives his viewpoints and advice on how to be profitable and grow a good lawn care company all while doing life full-time and having family full-time. So listen in. I enjoyed this. I know you will too. I'm, I'm joined right now with uh, Mr. Burke Jones of Wichita, Kansas, and it's Wichita Fertilizing Company, correct? That's correct. Yep. All right. So tell me, tell me a little bit about your story and how you got into the industry, and um, just give me give me a little two to three minute bio on yourself. Okay. Well, sure. Well, um, Wichita Fertilizing is actually I'll call it a side hustle for me. Okay. Um, I'm an architect by day. Okay. Uh, I've got three kids. Two are in college, and then my two boys are in college, and my girl who's 14. Uh, my wife homeschools, okay. and so. We were just looking for a way to, to add a little income, but also, um, you know, smooth out sometimes, you know, the construction industry can be volatile, yeah. um, you know, as we learned back in 2008 timeframe. And so we just wanted something that was, um, that we could do, you know, to do some, earn some extra money and kind of a stable recurring customer base. And so, um, my sons have mowed, they have a mowing business for years and uh, I don't know, I think they have around 30 to 35 customers right now. Okay. okay. And so, so we thought, Hey, I bet if I got all set up to do fertilizing, we could get a lot of your customers. So that's what we did. I mean, I got, I'm the registered uh, app technician and the registered applicator and passed the test and all of that. And uh, we got a couple of their clients, but I mean, you know, Brent, it's not, cheap to do everything that <laughs> so oh, yeah. I'm like okay I, I gotta get some more work so okay. uh, I started I started fall of 2017 okay okay so if you don't mind let's go let's go back again so you're you're an architect by day um, right it, it's it's pretty volatile it's up and down so you're looking for yeah, something to, something to kind of smooth out the personal budget per se so this all I mean all of this that we're talking about, this all happened pretty recently. So you, you've, you've gotten licensed, um, and then 2017. So I guess it would be a year ago, really a year. It ago. was like, yeah, about a year and a half. So like Perfect. that fall, I started applying okay. fall of 2017. Okay. Okay. And so did you, did you start then you just started with fall fertilizers? Did you do aerating and seeding all of that? Yeah. So that's kind of how I started is, you know, I passed my test and I wanted to buy, you know, a Lesco 80 pound spreader and that's, you know, whatever, $750 or something like that. And so, Crazy, isn't it? oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so, um, I, uh, what I did was it was about, I started, I started advertising like in, in August, just kind of on next door and that kind of thing. Okay. And so I picked up a couple of clients and then it was aeration season, the first week of, so in August, I pushed that really hard and okay. I had like three days I was going to do it. And I think I aerated about 18 yards, aerated and overseeded. Oh, nice. And 
And out of that, probably, I forget how many customers I got, but I think it was around eight yep. um, of those customers turned into fertilizing customers. Awesome. On an, yeah. That's funny. That's that's the exact same way I started. So I was I was strictly mowing and landscaping, got out of it for a little bit. Well, when I came back into it from the corporate world, I started right in the fall. And it's it really is a good time of year to start. It's kind of odd oh, to yeah. think that way, but a lot of people love renovations, verticutting, aerating and seeding and, and you're also on each property for a lot longer time. So it's easier yeah. to get, easier to get walkouts and referrals. So that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, and so what I did was I like the week before I did all those aerations, I went and bought my spreader and then used the profits from aeration and overseeding to pay for it. Perfect. So it worked out pretty well. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. And so before we get into just navigating both sides of the, the architecture, full-time job, and lawn care on the side, tell me like what were, what were some of the pros and cons of starting a lawn care company um, what was the biggest struggle or or lesson learned per se in your in your first year of business? Uh, definitely springtime. Okay. Um, I had thought that you know since this was you know fertilizing and weed control applications that I would have all these customers grouped together and basically knock them out on a couple weekends. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Work hard Saturday Sunday. Work hard the next weekend and be done. But what I figured out is that works in February when I do my first round of pre-emergent. But <laughs> but but then it just you have all these customers trickling in. Yep. Um, yep. And so I sold that first round basically right up until I was ready to start the second round, which is the first of April. And so from that, really from then until like my July application, everybody was off out of sync a little bit. Yeah. So. And so you're, I ended you're up, saying you're, you're saying like everybody started at different times or right okay everybody started at different times so okay. what I thought I could what I thought I could do is just work a weekend or two and then basically have a month and a half off and then work a weekend or two yeah yeah I'm basically working a little bit all spring yeah up yeah. through May yeah um yeah. you know I might go out and do you know three yards on Saturday or you know three or four yards after work or whatever. But it was a constant inflow of new customers that were starting at different times. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a struggle. And we, we, we struggle with that same thing too, because we keep round one open as long as possible because we do split at pre-emergence. That's what I do. And we also want that benefit for the client of having the residual of pre-emergence longer into the season they also get the extra benefit of fertilizer, and then from a business standpoint, you know, it's more revenue. So we keep, right. we keep round one open as long as possible. So, you know, we're picking people up, like you said, late April, early May that are getting round one, and all of our existing clients already had it. So it is it is a struggle. Now, did you at yeah. all did you at all try to maybe do one client a week earlier that would have maybe been in the same neighborhood, or did you just kind of keep the every four to six week schedule for whenever they onboarded yeah i mean i would shift people a week um i mean i really if, if they hired me i like to get out there yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. um i don't want to say well i'll be there in a week you know i want to be there like <laughs> that night or the next day yeah. and so you know i would ship people a little bit especially like with the second round if there were a couple that were close i might ship, ship some people a week yeah. one way or the other yeah. um 
so that was probably the biggest challenge um, because I mean I grew I think at the end of 17 I had like 12 customers okay and now I'm at I think 49 oh nice nice so you know so I had a lot of that I was probably at 30 in the spring yep. you know so it um, or that came in during the spring so it you know it kept me hopping oh yeah oh, for yeah. sure so what is um, having a having a full time job and lawn care on the side, what what is what is your goals for 2019? And then, at what point do you think you'll try to bring on somebody to help you, or do you think you're just going to try to manage it all yourself? Well, so goals for 2019. There's kind of two scenarios. Okay, so one is um, I think I could probably add. A, I think I could probably get to like 60 customers because I'm pushing all of this. Okay. 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 And then, and then I, I backpack spray uh-huh, a blanket okay. application with a backpack. So that April application, I push the yard and then I walk the yard. Okay. It is a, it is a lot of work. Oh yeah. So really, you have like eighty-five clients. <laughs> yeah, basically. You, you do everybody. And, you know, the rest of the year I'm just spot spraying. So yep. it's not bad to spot spray, but that that app, you know, takes a lot of time. Oh, and yeah. so I think I could get to about sixty customers using the equipment I have now okay. because I have because really what happens is is that I run out of energy before I run out of light of day yeah yeah so I mean I can push about 15 to 18 yards but then I'm done yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. and that's like at two or three in the afternoon and oh, yeah. so um and especially when you're doing them all twice like you said that application where you're doing granular and then going back over it and uh, spot spray. Yeah, that's a lot with speed zone. Yeah, yeah you know. So, um, I have. I it looks like I'm going to get a larger commercial contract. That if I get that, then I'm going to buy a used ride on, and you know, like a Ground Logic or a Permagreen. Yeah, yeah. you know, something for two or three thousand dollars. That's basically going to be financed by that bigger multi-property contract perfect perfect so i'll be able to cover my costs plus pay for that equipment but then that'll let me grow more on the residential side yeah where i could i could do a lot more i mean i could probably do a hundred customers oh yeah Yeah. if i if i had a ride on because then i could apply all day yeah you know i i'm not going to get worn out from pushing that i would 80 pounds around the the commercial i would highly recommend that you're you're going to be so much more efficient have more energy and feel a lot better at the end of the day. That's that was huge. Oh yeah. We bought we bought our Z spray probably a year too late. I just I'm one of those guys like I absolutely have to have it. It's not it can't just be a want. I, I it has to make yeah. sense and I have to have the demand for it before I buy it. So once yep. you take that leap, that'll be that'll be huge for you. So let's yeah. So that's awesome. So that's your that's your 2019 goals. You said it was twofold. What was the what was the other scenario? Well, it, there, there's an option there. So if I don't get that big contract, I'm only going to grow about ten more customers, and then okay. I'm just going to not take anymore. Okay, I see, I see. And so, are you looking to keep this part time on the side as some some extra cash? Yeah, and, yes, I think so. Okay. Oh, and um, you know, my boys, who knows what they're going to end up doing? Um, one of them is in technology, and. Um, one of them is studying to be a paramedic. Okay. So he's kind of said, Hey, you know, the fertilizing might work out great. Cause it's not like I have to, it's not like mowing where, you know, people expect you to be there every Thursday to mow. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, so he could he could take some accounts on, and and we could grow the business bigger. That'd you know, good. yeah. Um, so I don't know. Who knows what we're going to do? And maybe someday it's a little early retirement for me, and I grow it, and I bring someone on, and yeah, and yeah. just see how big you can get it. Yep, yep. You know, so nothing else. I like architecture, so it's not really like I'm looking for an escape. Yeah. This is more of a second income for us, and yep, yep. Uh, it's worked really well. And it sounds like it sounds like you've been smart about it. You've you've kept costs low. Doesn't sound like you have a ton of overhead. It's just you. I mean, what yep. what expenses do you have, or is there anything that you've kind of splurged on, or what does your marketing look like? Have you, where do you spend your money? Because you can't be spending a whole lot right now. No, I'm really. I mean, last year I bought I bought two battery powered backpack sprayers, um, and that was really it as far as, and I bought a little, you know, one gallon hand cam, but that's really it as far as equipment. Okay. Um, and what about, what so, about marketing? Did you spend any money on marketing or how are you getting these clients? Yeah. So the fall of 2017 after, um, this is probably a good tip for a lot of you guys, but after the oration season, I bought a whole bunch of door hangers yep. and we put door hangers out and I bet for every, I don't know, 75 to a hundred door hangers, we would get a customer. Oh yeah. Yep. In the fall, in the fall. Oh yeah. And so a lot, and I got a lot of those where I got it in time to get a couple apps on them that fall. And so, and then I did some more door hangers in the spring and the rest of it's been next door referrals. And I kind of partnered up with a guy that uh, has a mowing business that doesn't do applications. And so uh, he would talk to his customers and I bill them directly. And it's just, it just lets him look good to them uh, for giving, you know, them a good guy to work with. And so we have a partnership where we just kind of refer work work back and forth and it's worked out really well. That's awesome. Yeah. I I, I try to stress that to a lot of young guys that I talk to that are just getting in because that was the biggest reason we grew quickly in the beginning was just relationships. I met yeah. I met mowing guys. I tried to add value to them. Would try to send them business. Now you obviously have to be transparent if you're adding more than one subcontractor in an area. Say, hey, right. this guy that already does landscaping, this guy that already does mowing. But I mean, we got into a few markets that we would have never been in simply by the fact that this guy had 45 mowing accounts and he would just refer us business nonstop. So that's huge. Um, and yep. I loved I loved the point of the the door to door brochures and door to door marketing in the fall. We found that this year as well, and we had, I mean, you you had pretty much the same weather we had, but we had snow right. in April. We had pretty much a drought. <laughs> it went straight to 90s in May, and so there was a exactly. lot a lot of mad clients, and there was nothing we could do about it. But we've benefited from that because we didn't stop marketing. We followed up with clients, and everybody was either jumping ship to a different company or they were deciding to do it themselves. And so we benefited from that a little bit. And then also I'm a big proponent of anytime somebody is, you know, everybody's going one direction. If you can somehow go the other and kind of stick your hand up and say, Hey, we're over here. This is what we're doing. This is what we're offering. I kind of yeah. view that as that's how it is. Cause everybody's marketing in the spring. You know, you look at, oh, yeah. you look at Google advertisements and it's, you know, 15 bucks per click or it's just insane. But in the fall, everybody starts to wind down and you can really, like I said, kind of stick your hand up and say, Hey, we're over here. 
this is what we yeah. offer, blah, 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 blah. So that's that's pretty yeah. cool that you did that. I mean, the other thing I found, too, is just as far as what I learned the first year is route density is, like, huge. Yeah, yeah. Especially just when I have limited time. I mean, um, Wichita is kind of – it'd be weird to you, but there's kind of a dividing line. It's East Wichita or West Wichita. So I live on the west side. Okay. And even though to drive to the east side is, like, 20 minutes – people don't really want to do that here where you know where you live it's 20 minutes to get anywhere so (laughs) i've i've tried to focus primarily on the west side so everything all of my clients with the exception of a couple are like within five miles of where i live okay okay. and so i'll pull into a neighborhood and do you know five houses or one stop and do two or three houses because i've marketed um you know a couple times this year just to houses or doing like a 10 around you know yeah yeah where i would just do door hangers on the 10 houses around that i kind of made special up saying hey i treat your neighbors um so i've just learned that for me to go to the east side it's just unless i want to build route density over there it's just not worth the time yeah no that makes sense and and especially with it just being you i mean that's yeah huge it's just going to up your roi make you more efficient and definitely yep. definitely make your days a lot better so that's funny you've got like a west side east side like you're you yeah. don't, you don't go across the tracks per se that's pretty funny yeah that's yeah it's like the river divides it and it goes clear back to the old west days oh my goodness that's funny i'll have to, yeah. I'll have to look that up so so you're west side you're, you're wichita fertilizing west side <laughs> that's start, right start branding that west side life and I kind of do, you know, I, you know, I'm a lifelong West Sider. And so I kind of say that in my marketing stuff that, you know, <laughs> I live, I've lived on the West side. I know the grass over here and know what you need, you know, that kind of thing. That's so awesome. That's awesome. It's interesting. Cool. We'll get into a little bit. What is it like now having a full-time job and trying to operate this lawn care business on the side? It's, it's great financially. Yeah. Okay. The, I think the challenge for really us as a family was the springtime yeah. because it was almost every night I was doing something yeah. yeah. and, you know, be coming from work, change clothes, jump in the car, hook my spreader on, head out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then we'd eat dinner, you know, at dark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so that got, you know, that was tiring. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was a struggle to kind of keep, you know, just plugged into everybody. Yeah, um, just to be around enough. So you're at a busy, busy time of your life with with three kids and two in college, and you kind of want to, kind of want to. And they live at home with them. Yeah, they live. Yeah, absolutely. So okay, so so that you you bring up a good point. Say, because the time is a big thing. Let's say there say there's a guy, you know, anywhere from 18 to 30. He's got a full time job. He wants to start a lawn care business on the side, but he wants to grow it to the point where he can go full-time lawn care. What would be what would be your recommendation, and then also maybe a, a few things to look out for, and may, maybe talk to the time aspect as well. You know, he, he's going to have to give up some time before he can make that leap. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think if if you were going to try to do this full time, I mean, you would be. It depends what you want financially out of it. Yeah. I mean, where I would need to be and where a younger person would need to be is probably two different things. So, yeah. um, but I, I think you could do it mowing. I think you could do it 
you know, on the application side. Um, but I think the application side is great because if it rains one day, you can just do it the next day. It's not like mowing where everything yeah. gets backed up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think you could definitely do it, but you're just going to be prepared to invest a lot of weekends and a lot of evenings to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that that's a year. I don't know if it's two years or three years, but it's somewhere in there just to get enough customers. I yeah. mean, yeah. Uh, that's one thing with the application side. We need a lot of customers to generate the same revenue as a mowing, as, mowing, as yeah. guys that mow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so, the, and for mowing, you know the the top line revenue and the cash flows there. But as far as fertilizing, I would make the recommendation to at least add that service because you have a lot of margin there. I mean, especially oh, yeah. just you, your margins could be anywhere from fifty to sixty five percent or more. Oh yeah, on, depending on the time of year and what's going on. So, what? Uh, yeah, absolutely. What? Okay, so what would you say? I mean, would you say the downside is is strictly the time, or what? What other, what other recommendations would you get? Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably the that's the biggest I think downside for me is just the time it takes away from doing other things you want to do. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Because um, it is, you know, it's a it's a this business happens in the season that you also like to be outside, going to the lake or yeah. hanging out at the pool or whatever. So yeah, it's definitely um, a commitment. You got to decide. Hey, am I gonna Am I going to spend the two to five years, like you said, to build a clientele and and commit my time to this to hopefully have a better reward on the backside, or are we just going to kind of stay a one-man show? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've run the numbers. What would it take? And, you know, for me, it's it's quite a few customers. Um, Well, if you don't mind sharing, sharing those numbers, what would it take? You don't have to share your personal income through architecture, but... For you, what would it take customer-wise to replace your income? And then also, what would it take, you know, say, just to replace, you know, 50, 50K? If somebody wanted to make 50K in lawn care in the Wichita area, what, what would they be looking at as far as customer count and number of aerations they need to do, etc.? Well, yeah, aeration is the biggest variable because there's a ton of money in that. Yeah. Um, if you take that out of it, I would guess you would probably need a few hundred customers okay. if I remember my math right. And I think our markets are very same, Britt. Yeah. I mean, they were real similar pricing yeah. and everything. Yeah. Um, but, you know, aeration, like my boys and I, we did, I think we did 55 aerations and overseedings this year. I took a week off work and we rented an aerator and we busted it. And, uh, you know, you make a ton of money. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. You know, yeah. if you could do that all month, you could make uh, you could make a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. That's and, awesome. That's and really I, good. I think we underpriced it a little bit, too. So, you know, it's a, it's a game to figure out where all those prices, are, you know, where everybody else is. It's yeah. hard to know. Yep. Yeah, so a couple, you're, you're saying anywhere from 100 to 200 to maybe take the leap. Um, I think, I think. I would good, guess. Yeah, I think that's a good good ballpark and it also depends on you know if you're if you decide to take it earlier you know with with 50 accounts or fewer which is what we Mm -hmm. we just we we did that we had i think we had like 43 or something our first year but i was full-time but we also hustled trying to get mowing accounts we did landscaping i mean i would okay i I always laugh because i would say like somebody would say well what do you do and in the first two years i literally would say 
we'll we'll do anything you need. What do you, what you, do you need done? What do you need? Like I'll walk your dog for you, get your groceries. Like we we were just trying to get money in the door. I mean, actually that oh yeah that first winter I was I actually like cleaned out a guy's garage. It was just completely torn up. So I mean, I would say you can do it. It's just you have to figure out what lifestyle you want and how much are you willing to cut into your personal budget to make that leap. So yeah, because I think there's a point where if you know if you started full time like in the spring and you weren't applying and you were knocking on doors yeah you would grow very very quickly yeah yeah you know i mean and that's the thing with me like i was so busy servicing accounts and handling referrals and all kinds of other stuff i really didn't market much after april um and so just because i didn't have the time yeah yeah um no, that's a good point. I think I could have been a hundred if I would have had the time to market. Oh yeah. Yeah. More, you know. And just like you said, you have to be smart about it. You have to know your numbers. You know if I put out anywhere from a hundred to hundred and twenty five brochures, I'm gonna get yeah. this return. So if you know your numbers and the boat is close enough for you to jump, you just kinda have to back into it from there. Like, hey, I'm at fifty accounts. Right. If I go out and put five thousand, I'm gonna bring in fifty new clients. If I go out and put ten thousand of quotes, I'm gonna bring in a hundred. So you just have to be smart about it and make sure you know those numbers before you jump. Absolutely. So, awesome, man. Well, I would, uh, I mean, I, I want to respect your time, and but I do want to get, like, what what's one thing, one recommendation, something from your, your head or your heart that you would like to share with our, our audience? I think two things. I mean, so find a good rep for product or for equipment that you know you can trust i mean my rep has helped me immensely putting the program together and answering questions and and doing all of that um and then i think you know do if this is what you love to do if you love being outdoors if you love working hard then you know do that and figure out how to make it work for you financially um and that means making sure your pricing's right. Um, and that's probably the hardest thing to figure out, but you can learn it pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Either a school of hard knocks or, you know, looking at what your costs are and backing into it from that way. You you learn it because you get punched in the teeth as far as finances go. So how did you real quick before we hop off here? Cause that's a good point. How did you, how did you get your pricing or set your ratio structure per se for, square feet to how much you're charging in the beginning did you look so, at competitors yeah. or online how did you do it well i looked at a lot of forums and i saw some guys saying that you know their material cost is about 20 percent of the sale price okay so <clears throat> i started looking at you know how much is the product cost per thousand square feet and then kind of came up with my pricing and i i upped everything a little bit of mid-season because I figured out I was getting basically every job I quoted because I was about $5 cheaper than everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Five, five to ten. And so I raised everything $5. So now I have a pretty good table. But that's that's how I did it. I just said, okay, it looks like everybody's, you know, it's about 20% is the cost of material and the rest of it is everything else. So, yeah. yeah. That's worked pretty good. I mean, depends on the size of the yard. I'm somewhere in that twenty to twenty-five percent of product cost. Yeah, yeah. Of product cost. Yeah. That's, that's really good. That's really good. Yeah, we're at we're higher than that. We're about thirty percent product cost, um, but obviously we're blanket spraying those applications where you're spot spraying. So 
that's kind of well yeah i'm blanket spraying one application okay okay do you guys blanket spray every app so we do we break it up first application is granular whenever it warms up enough we will do liquid app one but usually it's all granular app one and then our next three visits are blanket sprayed and they have um one of them will have rub control in it and then every one of them has some sort of fertilizer in it along with broadleaf herbicide um okay and the and as it heats up you know people panic but we switch to just a slow release low nitrogen fertilizer that way they still get some of those added benefits of, of the nitrogen throughout the year and then our fall fertilizer and winterizer we switch back to granular yeah 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 that's that's a pretty good way to do it i mean that's one thing i struggled with a little bit this year was just um that summertime weed control yeah yeah and first they're hard to kill in the summer yeah <laughs> no matter what you oh, use yeah. on them but oh, yeah um just with that i mean speed zone in the spring is amazing yeah, and speed then zone's good we yeah. use, use trimec <laughs> 992 and then when we start getting into issues with clover or violet thistle we will spike with triclopyr, um, is yeah. the active ingredient, or tricera. I know a lot of a lot of products have that mixed in already, but we like to buy it organic on the side and then just mix it in just because it's cheaper. I will tell yes. you one thing we're doing. So we struggled with grub issues just because of Japanese beetles. We are pushing our grub from our third visit to our fourth to kind of get it deeper into the season and make sure we're not having grub damage in the fall. And on round three... One thing we're adding is a nut sedge application. Um, we've, yeah. we've had a ton of nut sedge issues, and it's to the point where we need to be charging for it because it's a big enough problem. It's no longer just spot spraying here or there. So on app three, we're going to do a nut sedge treatment. It's it's a you know a pre-emergence and early stage killer, and then we'll spot spray for free after that as it comes up after app, application three. So that's a, that's a great idea. Yeah, it's it's gonna be, I, it's gonna be good from a revenue standpoint, and it's just gonna add a lot more value for the client. So everybody's gonna get a complete blanket spray application for nut sedge. Yeah, I mean, I had some yard like probably three of my customers had nut sedge over their entire yard. Yeah, yeah. Not just in a wet area, but it was just everywhere. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, if you don't under control, I mean, they they move by tubers, and so I mean, it yeah. just takes over. And you also, it, it's just a huge pain point because you, you could even spray and the client doesn't know to not mow and then the application uh-huh. does absolutely nothing. Or you have clients who pull it and you're not Pull it? To, yeah. So <laughs> I know. It's just, it's just a mess. So, yeah, we, we've got to the point where it makes sense to charge for it. And so we're going we're gonna to take that leap this coming year, actually. Yeah. So are you guys seven applications? We were seven last year. With with nut sedge, we'll be eight applications. Oh, so you're going to add an app. I yeah, see. Yeah, we'll add an application, yep. So we'll double bill on the third visit and the fourth visit. Ah, interesting. Yep, yep. So the, yeah, because that's what I do in July is I do grub like the first of July and then an application kind of the second half of the month. Yeah, your summer. Double bill, summer which winter. was interesting, yeah. Yeah. You know, people, they don't expect that double bill no matter how much you say, and it's it was a challenge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we communicate it every possible way at every juncture before the third visit, and they still, they're in shock. They're like, what? 
So yeah, it, it makes for it makes for a customer service nightmare, but we it, it's important that they have it because we'd rather that's what I say. Yeah. We'd rather them hate us because we double build than hate us because their yard's dead due to grubs. Yeah. So well, and I don't. I just don't let people opt out of the grub. Yeah. I mean, I I have to keep my life. My program is very structured and very similar because I don't have time to do a whole bunch of custom. I want this and I want that. Yep. I mean, I just want to keep it very, yep. very simple yep. and clean yep. and make their yards look good. Yep. Yep. And I, I think that's great. I mean, that's the thing that we did in the beginning. We, we, we have a set program. We'll vary it obviously as things happen and each customer has individual wants and needs and problems. Right. But other than that, like you need to set a program that's scalable and has, has room for growth. I would, I would definitely recommend that as you, as your company grows, you know, I'm speaking to our listeners now, but as your company grows right. and you're adding people on your team, you need something that is a set program that they can sell, add value to, and scale without without you there. And then you train, That's for, right. you train for all the variables. Um, I feel like yep. a lot of people get caught in the trap of, you know, soil testing everything and doing every little detail before they even have the capabilities to, to make a profit. So I, I think that's a, a really good point you just brought up. Yeah. You know, the majority of the yards, that standard program works great for. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I had one customer where they just had an area that was just not doing well. We soil tested it. We did what needed to be done and it helped it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not an instant yeah. fix, but over time it will be. Yeah. And but I'm not going to do that for every single person. I just don't, I don't have time and I don't, and the, the amount of effort it would take to sell that and follow up on that is a lot. Agreed. So agreed. Yep. yep. Awesome, man. Well, well, Mr. Burke Jones, I, I really appreciate your time. I think you're think you're doing <laughs> big things, and I think this will really really help our audience. I know um, we we've had a lot of people reach out on Instagram saying, "Hey, we want some some advice for guys that are doing this part time." So I think. Uh, think you're doing it well and it's it's good to hear that your your sons are involved as well on the mowing side and i think it's it's pretty cool that you can do that with your kids i'm sure there's a lot of good bonding moments and learning opportunities along the way as well oh absolutely we've had we have a blast so that's we actually look forward to going out there and pushing that aerator around together oh yeah that's awesome (laughs) it really is cool that that's cool it says a lot about you a lot about your kids and your family so I, yeah. I I appreciate your time and thank you so much. We'll we'll stay in touch and best of luck to you as you as you guys grow and service those clients in 2019. Well, hey, thanks, Brett. I really appreciate it. Yep, thank you. You have Love a good. Love your podcast too, by the way. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Keep we'll, it up. All right, we'll see you. Have a good one. See ya. Bye. lawn care leaders hope you enjoyed that um mr jones really appreciated his time and uh a lot of practical stuff in there a lot of real world stuff a lot of a lot of family and career stuff that you guys can take away from that um but just wanted to hop in here at the end and kind of highlight some of the stuff and and key points that he gave that i really thought were were really really valuable 
um, especially for those of you guys who are thinking about going into full-time lawn care or you're just simply wanting to maximize your side hustle as uh, as Mr. Jones called it. So one thing he did is he did not try to go into business and compare himself to other companies and say, hey, everybody's blanket spraying, so that's what I'm gonna do. I need to buy a 200 gallon spray tank. I need to buy the nicest spreader. I need to have it, you know, new truck, outfitted with everything. What he did was he kind of baby stepped his way into the business. He knew that he had a client base. He knew that he could add value to them and provide a service for them. Therefore, the money and profit would be there. So he kept expenses low, really, really slow entry. He knew what his return would be um, because he kind of had that um, cushion there with his sons having a mowing company. So low entry, low risk, high return. That's what you want when you're deciding to go full-time lawn care or build something up on the side for some extra cash. Um, one thing that he is also doing is keeping his route really tight, really dense. Um, I did a pretty bad job of that in the beginning. Main reason for me was I wanted to have territories all over the place eventually. But if you're looking to keep your business small, the more efficient you can be, the better your ROI is going to be on the, at the end of the year. Um, and for him, like he said, um, depending on your age and if you're working a lot of hours during the week, when you get to the weekend, you know, you want that, you want that as efficient as possible. And you don't want to be dead when you finally come home Saturday night, Sunday night to hang out with your family and your kids. So thought that was really huge. Um, outside of that, what I really want to touch on is maximizing your profit. So when I first started, um, we, we talked about this a little bit uh, about doing what it takes to win and doing what it takes to get your business to that next level. You know, if it's cleaning out garages, walking dogs, cleaning leaves, gutters in the beginning, when you don't have work, anything you can do to get money in the door, increase that margin and give you a little cushion so that you can grow the company is good. So here's one thing that I did that I think will help you guys uh, moving forward. So um, it was just my wife and I, and at the very beginning, my, my wife was actually taking classes at uh, Mid-America Nazarene trying to finish up her degree. So I had a lot of free time to sell. I had very limited clients. And so what we were doing was we were living off of an annual maintenance program, but we offered other, other services, you know? So we offered mowing in our fertilizing and weed control program, but we offered other services such as mulch, leaf cleanup, like I said, any, anything to make a buck and grow the company. So outside of our annual maintenance programs that our company and our personal lives were living off of, outside of that, any spikes in income, such as aerating and seeding, we even considered grub control that, you know, we because what we did was we, we would visit, do fertilizing and weed control, visit, do fertilizing and weed control. And on the third visit, we had been living off of those clients and that fertilizing and weed control program. On that third visit, when we double billed for grub, we did not realize any of that grub money, meaning we did, it was on paper, but we did not put it into our operating expenses on the business side. We put that into a what we called a growth fund or an investment fund, profit account, whatever you want to notate it, we put that to the side. And so that grub money, when we double build, we had all of that sitting in a savings account. Same thing, we summer weed control, late summer weed control, fall fertilizer. Then during fall fertilizer, we had been living on the annual maintenance program. We had a spike in income with 
some tree and shrub pruning, some aerating and seeding services. And guess what? Did we realize that money? No, we took that money, that spike in income, set it in an account as well on the side. What that did for us was twofold. One, it gave us a cushion going into winter. So yes, I had to have a winter job or um, if you have a, a full-time job, you have to maintain that. But it gave you a little margin in your life so you're not worried about Oh crap, where's my, you know, where's my next meal coming from? You're not living hand to mouth, so to speak. Okay, so it gave us that margin in our personal life, but it also gave us that margin to grow and decide what we wanted to do moving forward the following spring. So I want you guys to think about that as you have annual income, what you're living off of, and it, it's different for every business. Some of you guys are tree and shrub guys, some of you guys are irrigation companies, but we all have those moments where times are really, really good. We all have those moments where times are, you know, a little lean and we're, we're having to really force ourselves to get by and look for creative ways. What I want you guys to think about going into this season, keep living lean, keep living off of that annual monthly, um, that annual monthly maintenance. Um, and then from there, any spikes in income, you'll, you'll set aside. And if it's a little hard for you or you're like, hey, it's more seasonal for me, you know, it's the same same services, but we have a couple small spikes here and there. Go ahead and pull some reports. This is why you need a good bookkeeper. Pull some reports and look at where those spikes happen. You know, it's you it's probably gonna be around May where you have a spike, and then in the fall where you have a spike. And so you're just gonna take, say you're bringing in 10 grand and one month you bring in 10.5 or it's even a couple hundred bucks. Whatever it is, get used to putting that to the side and not increasing your personal life and not spending it on the business until you have that little cushion towards the end of the year. So that's my little tidbit on how to increase profit, uh, maximize your margin throughout the season, especially in the beginning. You know, we struggle with that now because we don't really, we don't really notate the spikes. What we do is we do the profit per system where we just take a certain percentage put it aside for growth but in the beginning when it's just you or it's just you and your wife or you and one other seasonal guy this is really really easy to do because if you're living off of three grand a month and you make 3200 you can continue to live off three grand a month with that 200 to the side so I don't want to beat the dead horse here but I really want to, uh, to drive home this point for you guys because I think that small minute change in mindset can really push the needle for you guys in 2019. So look for those spikes in income and uh, I think you guys will be in a better position. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, Burt Jones, Wichita Fertilizing Company. Look them up on Instagram and Facebook if you want to reach out to them. Um, I know that uh, him having that viewpoint or having a full-time job gives you guys a lot, of, a lot of good perspective. So you guys uh, out there, keep hustling. Um, lawn care leaders, I really, really appreciate all the support, feedback we've been getting. Hope you guys are continuing to learn, continuing to grow yourselves and your companies. And uh, thanks for allowing us to be a part of your journey. Until next time, we will talk to you soon. Hey, lawn care leaders, you guys need a software program that works just as hard as you do. That's why we chose Jobber. 
It's a software that helps home service businesses quote, schedule, invoice, and get paid faster. It helps with pain points of forgetting to follow up with valuable leads, calling and texting your team with job details, trying to remember what invoices to send out, apologizing when team members miss job details, playing phone tag with multiple clients. Let Jobber streamline these processes for you. Be sure to let them know that Lawn Care Leaders sent you over 